0: You are listening to Three Moves Ahead, the official podcast of of FlashofSteel.com. I am your host, Troy Goodfellow, and with me today are uh, two-thirds of my colleagues. We have freelance writer Tom Chick.
1: Hello, everyone. If anybody needs a coffee, let me know. Uh, My kitchen has been restored from the disaster two weeks ago, and uh, Sylvia, my espresso machine, she's working fine, so let me know if anyone wants a coffee. You named your espresso machine? No, Rancilio is an Italian company, and they each model is named after a famous woman, like a, a strong female woman. I think Sylvia is named after some, I don't know, Italian Syl- prime minister or something. Sylvia sort of Plath.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know what? Sylvia I like the Platt. Sylvia Plath angle. Well, let's go with that. Yeah, that's much better.
0: And that is uh, the other person, Julie, freelance writer Julian Murdoch. Hello, hello. I missed you guys.
2: I really have. Well, you should have joined us. You were all traipsing about E3.
1: You have only yourself to
2: blame. Games journalists. I mean, you know, hookers and blow, right? That's what it was all about. Ah, what booth was that at? Oh, (laughs) I knew I missed it. Dang it. I don't know. Is, is, Is Gathering of Developers still there? Oh, no, but that was the last time I went there was the infamous the infamous dwarf-tossing, Gathering of Developers, E3. Well, Julian, I think Troy
1: will agree with me in that you, you did not miss much from a strategy gamer's perspective. No. It, it was it was not a prominent feature at, at E3. Yeah,
2: I, I trolled as hard as I could and couldn't find much that I was excited about from that angle, I should right. say.
0: Tom and I had the good fortune to be seeing the Supreme Commander 2 uh, demo at the same time. And before they showed it to us, one of the Square people, Square Enix is publishing it, came in with a placard that Supreme Commander 2 was nominated by 1UP as one of the best strategy games uh, of E3, which I thought was (laughs) just plain silly. (laughs) Up against Ruse and... And Order of War were the three nominees. So apparently 1UP didn't look at uh, East India Company, did not look at uh, Hearts of Iron 3. I guess Disciples 3 was there somewhere, but it wouldn't have made the cut anyway. But for Roos to make the cut uh, when East India Company is there is just plain madness.
2: Yep. Oh, well. I just like the fact that Roos was going to ship with multi-touch support because it gives me an excuse to go drop $20,000 on a giant multi-touch screen for my like living room table. Yeah, that was, that, that was also ridiculous.
0: The only reason anybody was there in that booth was to see that uh, touchscreen table. Right. Well, it worked. People came to the booth, right? They did. And didn't uh, sit through the demo with the heavily accented person trying to show me, explain to me how to play World War II on my 360. <laughs> uh, but
2: You've never thought about playing a World War II game on your 360. That I was, did not. It was, a, it was a revelation to me. Uh, and, and making games about World War II, oh, I, it's, it's a flash of genius. Oh, I think it's time. I think it's okay now. <laughs> it's been long enough. The wounds have healed. Uh, but while we were at
0: E3, uh, Sims 3 arrived at my doorstep, which is the big title of the last week, and I think will probably be the big strategy title of the year as far as sales are concerned. Whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Did you just call Sims 3 a strategy game?
0: I just called Sims 3 a strategy game.
1: Wait a strategy. minute. What? You can't do that? I
0: can't do that? Why can't I do that?
1: I'm playing, by the way, in, in, in case you guys in the audience can't tell, I am playing the plant in the audience who sort of gets the whole subject rolling along. So that, that's uh, the role that I'm assuming. Well done. You, you can't do that. That's, the Sims is uh, It's a dollhouse. It's for girls.
2: Well, I'm a little princess.
1: God, Troy, you're not doing it right. You're not I, know. To sell. Oh. I think you're more. No, at, I, th- Sims- I always
2: think of you more as a little teapot, personally. But um, no, Sims.
0: Totally off- yeah, Sims Three is a strategy game because it involves everything you that is central to strategy gaming. It involves space. It involves time. It involves advanced planning. It involves resource management. It involves juggling tasks. It involves all of the things that makes a strategy game a strategy game.
1: I- I, agree I thought it was with just you. about making little people go, go to the bathroom. It is. But I, I agree with you. But
2: I actually have one, all seriousness aside, um, I have one caveat to that, which is the thing about The Sims, which often gets to me as not being a strategy game, is there's no loser. I like to be able to defeat somebody in a good strategy game.
1: Uh, well, it's it's not – I mean, there's no – The Sims is notoriously shy about fail states, I think. right, uh, And it doesn't build that either for you. And, I mean, it, it's it's more that will-write toy game approach. Right. So, right. yeah, it's definitely not competitive. As a matter of fact, I would uh, – by the way, I am no longer in my capacity as a plant in the audience. I'm not speaking as Tom <laughs> Chick officially.
0: A few uh, years ago, Tom wrote an article defending Sims as a strategy game, and that will be linked at the bottom of the podcast.
1: Is that even still out there? It was for a site that I think uh, owned. Yeah, you know, G- Game Squad is still going.
0: Uh, in fact, I Game Squad, Games. Well, it was what so Strategy Zone Online and then Extreme Gamer, and now it's Game Squad. Uh, ah. Don Maddox and Scott Totorice, and it's still going. And in fact, I just okay. reached, I just reached out to them if they didn't more content, so they're still going.
1: Well, yeah. So I did a, an article for them. This was back when I guess The Sims 2. I don't. It had been out for a while because there were already expansions for it. Right. But yeah, the contention was. Uh, that it's a and I actually called it the article here so I'm about to quote myself which is kind of it's icky but I'll do it anyway. Uh this it's a it's a plausible, tactical, nonviolent and that, that partly touches on what Julian just sort of complained about. Real time strategy game based on an economic model of translating time into aspiration points. Which are actually, I think, in Sims Three now called. Uh, let me bring up a tooltip. Uh, lifetime happiness points. Yes, uh, or smart, something touchy feely. Uh, so that's that's my contention. And and yes, Julian's right. There's no real. You, you know, you don't beat down your enemies. You don't defeat anyone. Really you know any what? Enemies. Actually, so here's the your enemy, dude. No, your enemy Good. is time. Your enemy is time. Uh, that your limited resource, and it is your enemy. It's all about converting time into these lifetime happiness points Uh, and you fail. I mean, you, what you're trying to beat is you're basically trying to master that conversion rate. uh, At least if you look at it as a a strategy game. Right. Right.
2: But I guess, I guess from my perspective, you know, one of the things that I look to good or great uh, strategy games on my PC for is that experience of playing a great strategy game against a person when that person isn't around because we all don't have, People locked in our basements will play ASL with us. And so so I think it's worth pointing out that The Sims ultimately is solitaire, right? I mean, it is like, like most good solitaires. You're working against a limited resource, whether it's the number of cards in the deck or the number of balls you can throw up the skee-ball ramp, right? It is still ultimately a solitaire experience, which you could – I suppose there are people in the world who probably try to turn The Sims into a competitive experience by saying, like, you know, well – my guy graduated richer, or
1: something.
0: But in, in fact, Tom and Bruce have turned the Sims yes. into a competitive experience.
1: And I won, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So what we did, Julian, was uh, we we uh, started to see sort of who, by the time their Sim died of of old age of natural causes, who could accumulate the most in The Sims 2. They were called aspiration points. Uh, now that's really not like The, the Sims sims 2 and sims 3 uh really aren't built to play that sort of competitively it doesn't hold up i think if you are trying to min max it um i but actually the, the, the funny thing is in the sims 3 i think you could actually do it much
2: better because the sims 3 brings the sort of lifetime goal which is great um and a lot of great little sort of nuanced goals along the way i mean I'm, my, my current sim is trying to be like uh the world's best rocker and so she has to like get level 10 on the guitar and max out her charisma skill and something else um and so you could i think say okay tom you and i are going to try to see who can hit their lifetime goal in the fewest number of sim days uh and and pick the same lifetime goal and we could min max our own traits right so we could both choose to be hyper charismatic and musically talented and and you know all the good traits Um, and then just sort of let it roll and see who wins and see who loses. Um, I'm not sure I find that a compelling idea, but I suppose one could do it much more easily than you could
1: in a previous iteration of the franchise. Well, here's the problem with that, and the problem with a strategy game or folks like us sort of coming to The Sims as, hey, I want to play a strategy game. The the problem with that is that's only part of the equation of what makes The Sims as, as awesome as, as it is. Right. Uh, the other part of the equation is is this sort of sort of ineffable personality, this, this charm that it's just sort of bubbling over with. Uh, and, and you lose that when you're trying to min-max it. And I don't think it was ever built to be min-maxed like that. Like if we were to do that competitively, Julian, it would be so easy to just sort of figure out, okay, what consumer goods – Return the highest, you know, are are the best return. It's not even yeah, it's survival. not even that
2: hard to figure out, right? You can just right. go through and say, okay, what what bed gives me the highest amount of energy for Respect. the lowest amount of money,
1: right? And, and you know, how do I lay out my house, you know, like in one room where everything is close to each other, where I'm not burning time walking from the kitchen to the bedroom to the bathroom. I mean, it it really does. And I think if you look at it that way, it completely falls apart. Uh, you can certainly do that, but it loses a lot of the appeal of the Sims. And and I find. I get attached to my Sim, and I don't want him to die, and I want him to do well, but I refuse to sort of stoop to that level with him. Uh, You know, I want him to have a nice sort of quasi-realistic house, and I don't want a little one-room apartment that's sort of brutally, that's built to brutally, for brutal efficiency. Grind out the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, if, if we're to talk about strategy games as strategy games are systems that you're supposed to master to get better at them. The sims does not fall into that category so if you understand the system in the sims you lose what makes the sims the Sims
2: right it well, does. I, 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 but I, and actually this is this is this is one of the things that I would fault about the latest iteration because it, it, it's very difficult for me to say this because I look at everything checklist on the sims and say this, or on the sims 3 and say these are all solid upgrades to the things that made the Sims to a great game. Right, And so The Sims 3, by I think almost any definition I can come up with, is a great game. But because it's actually brought some of this goal-oriented stuff really right out in front, it's actually sort of highlighted this gap for me. Because now all of a sudden, because they put the carrot in front of me and said, here's what you're working for, here's what you're working for, and oh, here are four other little micro goals that you're working for, now, all of a sudden, I, I, I feel like I'm losing that charm because I can't get over the part of me that wants to just immediately game the system to achieve these little carrots that they draft out now, in Now, did of. you
1: play the, the Sims 2, Julian? Because yes, that's not yes. really I new. I mean, that's the- it, that's that's very much carried over from The Sims 2. Well, and I, I I would almost I, sort of I, say it that, is, it's, it that absolutely one of the problems very with The Sims that there's not – enough uh, is that the gameplay is very similar to the sims 2 i don't i don't feel the actual gameplay the core of what you're doing in terms of chasing these mini goals i don't feel that's changed a whole lot no no it hasn't changed a lot it's it's totally a
2: matter of emphasis and i'm talking about things like the interface design i'm not talking about like all of a sudden i have goals i never had goals before i'm just talking about that the way the thing is constructed but you did have
1: goals before i'm
2: i'm no i'm he, agreeing with you he, My he's saying it's is that not that. It's not that those, there are brand-new gameplay elements. It's just they're all now, and I think really probably has more to do with interface design and prompting than anything else. All of that seems more important now. It, it really, comes more see, to the I, 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 I find I the I find it
0: feels less important, and here's why. Yeah, because the interface doesn't have, as my wife calls it, this big stupid slot machine that randomizes every day. <laughs> with, clicking, with, with clicking, here are the things your sim wants to do or is afraid of today. Right. And those are so in your face that they're constantly reminded. Here you have these little goals you can choose to set for yourself. They're stuck over on the far side, the far left, tiny icons, and you get to pick and choose which ones you want to pursue. And it's still goal-oriented. You have this whole lifetime goal thing. Uh But it's not as gamey as my wife says. It isn't anymore, what does the luck of the draw have for you today? Well, today you got to get this girl you just met to kiss you.
1: Right. It's also, Troy, I think, upstaged by the moodlet system, which I love. Yes. Uh, the moodlet system that? is more uh, literally front and center now. Explain uh, the And And it occupies that sort of – so the moodlets are – for people who play World of Warcraft, for instance, they would know them as buffs and debuffs. So based on uh, a combination of the environment, of your sim's traits, of his need bars – need Things bars are no longer happened. the yeah. primary uh, gauge of your sim's mood. They're They're secondary to moodlets. All of these factors give you buffs and debuffs, which apply to your sim's mood, which is very much like Sims 2. That's sort of a, a gauge of his efficiency. Right. Uh, uh, and those moodlets are the moment-to-moment, sometimes day-to-day uh, factors sort of determining how well your sim is doing and what you should do and maybe, what things maybe you should that's address.
2: What, maybe that's what's doing it for me because I find myself constantly looking over and thinking, Oh, well, you know, my Sim just got laid, so he's got a plus 30, and that's going right. to last for eight hours. But, right. but by exactly. the, So I can let him go hungry, because that's only going to be a minus 20 for four hours. And I, mean, I don't know what it is, but for some reason, I'm having a much harder time letting myself get into the sort of goofiness and the fun of the world. Um, because I, I find I'm much more focused on like the goals and my mood and the numbers than I ever have been before. And, and I, I mean, I haven't played the Sims two in probably a year, maybe a year and a half. Um, and so I'm coming at it somewhat fresh and maybe this is just my approach to the Sims and I'd have the same experience going back to the Sims two, um, mm-hmm. But but it really does all seem very much more front and center, and I'm having a hard time letting go and saying, oh, well, you know, it's I have another hour and a half before I really need to sleep. I should probably be playing guitar because that's what she's working on. And I never <laughs> used to get that obsessed about it.
0: I want to I, tell our listeners that that crash you heard earlier uh, a couple of minutes ago was Bruce Garrick joining us. Hi, Bruce.
1: Hey. Hey. Whoa. Oh, God. Does he know we're talking about The Sims? Don't tell him. He's going to run off. The Sims? Yeah, yeah. It's like a game for little girls. I don't know if you... It's like a dollhouse. dollhouse. Kind of. thought, it's like playing with action figures.
3: I thought we were going to talk about uh, Harvest Moon or Elite Beat Agents. <laughs> don't
1: this knock like Elite Ra- Beat Agents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we, we were... Uh, yeah, so we were talking about moodlets, Bruce. Which uh, is a new thing
0: in Sims 3. And they should look at some of the other differences uh, between Sims 2 and Sims 3 because it's not a radical... This isn't as big a change from the first Sims to the second one.
1: Not at all. But the the radical change is, and this is also, I think, a bit influenced by things like Animal Crossing and even a little bit of MMOs, uh, the open city, which I love. Uh, And and Troy, you actually should probably talk about that because it it gets to a little bit of what you talked about in your map series. uh, The the open city? Yes. There's an open city now in, in The Sims, in like The Paris? Sims 3. So you
3: can't bomb the city because it's open like Paris?
1: <laughs> I'm not getting that reference. Uh, huh. Open city okay. is one you, that's... I'll
3: tell you what. Why don't you look it up while Troy uh, explains uh, what the whole open city thing is?
1: I'm just going to Google it. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, the big thing is this you know, open town where you can wander around or get a taxi, a free taxi. To any uh, location in town, which I guess is a nice idea, but it makes me wonder why I would even bother buying a car. I'll tell uh, you why.
1: I'm not at that stage yet. Well, speed. Like I think the taxi is probably the slowest way to get around. Cars, ta- but you start with a bicycle and they're better cars and they have speed ratings that will get you around more quickly, of course. Right. So there you go. It's that whole conversion of time aspect. Uh, so can, oh, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. Oh on,
0: yeah, you can go around. The whole thing is you're in a neighborhood. You're not. You aren't just stuck to your house. You go into your neighbors' houses. You can visit them. They can visit you. And the point is to get make your sim more mobile. Give him a world to interact in. Make him less home centered. Uh, but I'm finding, strangely enough, it makes my sim almost more home centered because he still has to, because it takes time to go anywhere. Unlike uh, in the other expansions and the earlier Sims games, to go anywhere it didn't really cost you any time. It cost you everything except time, uh, more or less. Here it costs time to go anywhere, and it's in really an, an effort to go anywhere except on your days off.
1: Right. After you so work, you're stressed out. The gun. Right. It seems to me then, Troy, you aren't min-maxing enough. Uh, so here, Because yeah. here's, I think, what the open city does. And For instance, when you go to work, you're away from home. On the way back from home, depending on where you live, it might be more efficient to grab a meal, like Julian said. Mm -hmm. Or for instance, if you want a sim who doesn't own a television entirely viable, swing by the movie theater, uh you know, go by uh the little concert hall, go to the park and like like get get your social needs met just with random people. My guy doesn't Uh, make
0: nearly enough money doing that. To doing what? Enough money to, to, to do that yet. He's still, you know, starving. I've only been playing it for like a couple of days.
1: You know what? Go to the uh, diner. It's 12 sim bucks or whatever they're called. I have Smolian. been
0: to the diner. I met a really hot girl at the diner.
1: <laughs> See, <there you> go. <laughs> oh. This is, you can't, you, look,
3: you've got to stop playing the game at the point where you can describe that statement in <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, beautiful. I'm so glad we got you back on, Bruce. Well, wait wait till I start picking out all of our outfits,
1: Bruce.
3: Okay, I've got
1: to go. I'll take (laughs) screenshots. Also, Troy, for some of the... So another thing that's more like like an MMO, uh, each skill... Has its own journal page, yes. which has uh, which has goals that you have to meet. Uh, they're sort of like quests, and many of them force you to get out onto the map and explore. Like the yes. uh, the gardening one, you have to run around there and pick up random seeds around town, uh, so that so that's the way you learn new things. To right. plant. That's if the you're way dark, and, Right. And like my,
2: my guitarist has to go perform, and so she has to go to either the coffee shop or she has to go to the concert hall or she has to go to the park and play for money, and she gets little quests along right. the way that say, you know, oh, you know, I'll give you 500 simoleons if you can manage to get 20 people to give you a tip in the park for playing
1: guitar. Oh, yeah. I there's little I, special opportunities.
2: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah I, right. I get all those
0: little things, I and mean, I think part of it is the sim I picked, the sim I made, too. I mean, his big skills are
2: he wants to be the ultimate handyman and the ultimate logic master. You know, he wants to be Bruce Garrick. Well, he's got to be making a ton of money as a handyman. My chick is making all of her money as a handyman. Well, he's
0: uh, 100 1, simoleons for fixing a shower. Yeah, my, my guy got 400 for fixing a
1: restaurant's plumbing, and it was great. But oh, he, that's another opportunity that yeah. you're – an opportunity that pops up. Okay.
0: But the great thing about staying at home is he now that he's a handyman at a certain level, he can upgrade his appliances to okay. the point where that's they clean. Really- the point where they can clean themselves doesn't have to pay for the maid. Now, if you don't it have become that,
1: become unbreakable.
0: Yeah, unbreakable, fireproof. Uh, if only they could, you know, make magic recipes or fill the refrigerator automatically because that's a pain in the ass.
1: Filling the refrigerator. Yeah. You should be a gardener. Yeah, but you can uh, make the, that sound like fun on your on your blog. Um it's it you can automate it. it it's idyllic. So uh-huh. how that is, that? It's pastoral. <laughs> idyllic
0: and pastoral.
1: <laughs> you just tell him to tend the garden and he he futzes around in there and it's like a little it's like a little uh pastoral screensaver. Uh The the gardening actually does – I think my Sim, by the time he got to the age where he's going to die, which he hasn't done yet, I'm kind of dreading that, uh, he probably made maybe 30,000 Sim bucks from gardening, uh, which was fairly good, I guess. You know what? I say that, but I'm not sure if the time he spent – like I I haven't crunched the numbers. I don't know if uh, it it ended up being more or less lucrative than other pursuits. Well, the, I one that I on also.
2: the one that I haven't tried, which I'm dying to try, and maybe this was in The Sims 2 and I just never tried it, is the whole Life of Crime angle. Any, ah, right. was, was that in The Sims 2? Uh,
1: that was one of the career tracks, I believe. I don't know. It was.
2: I, I never played it. But I've heard great things about enjoying a life of crime and breaking into your neighbor's houses. So that one sounds intriguing.
1: You can also make money if you have uh, a trait called Mooch. One of your uh, social interactions is just like bum money from, from the people you're talking <laughs> to. Uh, one of my issues with the game, uh, and maybe it's the min-maxer in me though, I, I don't see an incentive. So so right now, and I'm pretty sure this is entirely new, you have five slots for traits for your sim. and. There, there are mainly positive traits, but there are a few negative ones, and I don't see any incentive for ever taking those negative traits.
2: Right. Oh, well, there, are, there you do get things for some of the negative ones. So, like I, I, I jumped in and I took a random sim to start with, just because I wanted okay. to see what it gave me. And one brave, of her, you. one of her traits is she's a kleptomaniac, and so well, I can see be the like, benefit of
1: that. You get free well, stuff. So
2: she, right. So random stuff just shows up in the inventory all the time. But if you're clumsy or unlucky,
0: I mean, why would you ever pick one of those traits?
1: And yeah, I, think, I don't know. I think part of why that's – so there's two reasons I think that might be in there. First of all, when you raise a child, if the child is raised well in a good mood, you get to pick the child's traits. If you screw up and you neglect your child and it's unhappy and it doesn't do well at school and, and, and whatnot, uh, traits are randomly assigned. So I think that's partly in there as a punishment in a way, sort of a disincentive to, uh, to be a bad parent, that your kid might end up being clumsy or unlucky. But another thing, I believe, and I haven't confirmed this, but I think every single trait... So when you roll up your Sim, you pick five traits, and then you have five lifetime wishes, uh, which is your Sim's overall goal from which to choose. And I think every single trait has a corresponding lifetime wish. So these lifetime wishes are, in a way, if you, again, look at The Sims 3 as a strategy game, these lifetime wishes are almost like picking a class in an RPG or a faction in right. a real time exactly. strategy. That's
2: exactly what it is. Because it's going to so determine th-
1: how you build your do your build and your skill exactly. focuses. And everything. So I think yeah. if you take if you take clumsy, for instance, I suspect uh, there's a lifetime wish associated with that. So that's one way to sort of challenge yourself to, to play the Sims is can I meet and I have no idea what the lifetime wish would be for, for a clumsy sim. Uh, well, I think I think Tom that's a good point, but you're you're I mean, I don't know if you read a lot of the research on this,
3: but um, there have been several papers published recently that show that in video games, characters that have negative traits get corresponding points to, to add additional positive traits. That's pretty much how character building works and has worked historically. So, um,
0: Bruce, I can barely hear you. You're talking through a tin can.
1: Well, that's because I'm in a submarine. <laughs> but you are right. Bruce. That's a very good point, and I think that's a problem with The Sims 3, and that's why I bring it up. There's no incentive to take these negative traits because they, they bucked the historical trend of the, you know the realistic way of how you build a character. If you're clumsy, you should get extra points to put into Lucky. The right. Sims 3, they, they don't do that. I'm, I'm right. not happy with
3: that. Yeah, I'd be mad about that if I were you.
2: So can I can I take a small diversion here and and ask whether has anybody played the iPhone version of this? No. Troy, do we have a sound effect for crickets chirping? Cr- yeah, yeah, we totally should. I I, I will just put out there that I feel so sorry for whoever at EA was responsible for making the iPhone version of this. And, And I may be on a little island all by myself because I've read a bunch of reviews and people are saying it's the best, like, mobile Sims experience ever, blah, blah, blah. To me, it is taking everything that could be boring and tedious and unfun about the Sims and boiling that down into an iPhone game because I find it like getting my teeth drilled. There's nothing rewarding I've found in the iPhone version of it at all. And I think what it comes down to is part of the joy of The Sims as a franchise, and I think increasingly as the series has evolved, is its complexity, right? I mean, there's so much going on. There's so many opportunities. There's so many little variables that it it is a nice, you know, complex system to to experience and try to figure out and to try to game and to sort of see what happens when you don't do anything and just let things run amok, right? I mean, the, all of the Sims games have that nice complexity feature to it. This boils everything down to the point where it's like an excuse for really bad Wii mini games. It's so bad. It's so evilly bad.
1: Well, there. I mean, what are they what are they going to do though? I mean, it's the, 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 it seems like such a problem with the iPhone. Like what, like they interview. I mean, you have to have something that you can poke out with your fingers. I mean, look at what they did with Spore. Wasn't Spore just like the little cell phase where we swim around and eat cells or whatnot?
2: Yeah, it was, but they did at least implemented that part well, and it was fun. Right. And SimCity for the iPhone is basically SimCity. And it, can, it, we get, it, can we have a whole conversation about
3: why why there would be a game for the iPhone in the first place? I mean, what would be the point of play, Why would you want to play the Sims on your iPhone?
0: Well, Bruce, your sound's really bad tonight.
1: Uh-oh. All right. Um. Don't well, I, I? mean, I. I don't know I why. An I, there's there's I, no there's no like no. I don't think any of us would want to play The Sims on our iPhone. But it's a big enough brand that you know they're going to sucker some people into it. if I, think if I was at EA, I'd make sure if, they did. If you something.
2: could actually play the whole game of The Sims on an iPhone, I think it would be an ideal game because you can play it for like fifteen or twenty minutes and press pause, and you have a persistent experience. Um, I, I, think, I think it would be ideal in a lot of ways. I see no reason why it wouldn't be a good portable game as much as anything else can be a good portable game.
1: How now, much I've does it cost a, on the iPhone? What's the price ten, on that? Ten bucks, which I
2: would like back.
1: Bruce, are you going to get it for your iPhone? I know you're the other guy here with an iPhone.
3: I don't have any games for my iPhone.
1: You haven't even gotten Uniwar yet? I thought, I
2: thought you had... I don't high high.
3: understand the idea of playing games on my iPhone. I don't have time <laughs> to play games on my iPhone.
2: Uh, now, have you... Do you, what do, am you, I do you have that? a DS or a PSP? No. Well, then you're a heathen. I, don't, a, I he don't, don't understand
3: game. mobile gaming. I'm. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah.
1: You so don't Bruce, continue. do you remember much about you and I doing a Sims 2, Tom yes. versus Bruce, way yes. back when? Yes. And if I'm not mistaken, you hated the Sims. Is that correct? Yes. Would that be an, an accurate assessment of your opinion on the Sims? Can Counselor, you explain- I see the point. Can you explain why you hated The Sims? Yes, because it is the, here. It's a strategy so game. Why would I you hate a strategy game? This. Right. Yeah, I'm just curious why you would hate a strategy game because you love strategy games. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Now, The Sims, we we submit, uh, and this was before you arrived, I think, but we submit that The Sims is a possible tactical, nonviolent, real-time strategy game based on an economic model whereby you translate time. Into lifetime happiness. Those are his. Why would you mine. hate a strategy game like that?
3: Because I, I mean, I don't get a lot of kick out
1: of like virtually eating cereal. So what you're saying <laughs> is that The Sims is not fun. Wrong theme. Then what you're saying is that it's not. There's gratifying. no escapism. Exactly. It is ah, you. Not if it had elves, you would be into it.
3: If it, well, if it had a certain type of elf.
1: <laughs> wood elves, for instance. Would you be up with wood elves or would they have to be high elves?
3: Well, I don't, I, I don't really in, condone drug use now that does this podcast, but um, I think like, you know, kind of, you know, scanly clad elves with chain mail bikinis and things like that. I mean,
1: who doesn't like that? Let me get no, really I, snooty with, with you a minute, Bruce. Let me just get really – this is like a beret-wearing – we should like put in monocles for yeah, here, like, oh. here we go. Here we go and make this in black and white, yes. Exactly. There was a point in the development of art, and I, I don't know when this was. I, oh, my God. After All this. Right, shut up. Well, let me at least finish the point before you ridicule okay. it. Is there, any, is there, is there
0: anyone to put subtitles in a podcast? I wonder? <laughs> I'm going to do it <laughs> <Really>? in a, <laughs> This, right,
1: this, this is go. translated okay. from the French. There was a point in art where, where art stopped being about – it stopped having to be about uh, kings and warriors, uh-huh. and it became about peasants. You know, Van Gogh painting Potatoes, peasants right. in the field.
3: There's already
1: a game like that. It's called Agricola. Well, here's the thing: (laughs) The Sims is like that movement in art from 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 dramatic kings and warriors and and whatnot, and and to to just the mundane. Uh, It's so so there you go. That's that's what I put to you, Bruce. Is just as art ended up being, you know, peasants ended up being a valid subject for artwork. I think eating cereal ends up being a valid subject for a real-time strategy game. So
2: you're saying it's the potato eaters of video games.
1: I would go with that, yes.
2: Okay. Now, you see, in order to respond
3: to that, I'm going to have to sort of accept the premise that we're going to talk in this completely fruity way about (laughs) video games. So, I mean, I just want to state for all the people listening that I don't actually submit to this premise, but for the purposes of responding to Tom Chick, I'll do it. I appreciate that. That's very big of you. Okay. So, I mean, first of all, I don't think that, I think movies, because of their, because of the form, sort of, uh, they serve a completely different purpose than video games. Video games exist for one reason. For Mm -hmm. me to forget what I have to do that I should be doing instead of playing video games. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that
1: they do. At all. Period. So do you know that in The Sims 3 you could play a rock star, an aspiring rock star? How would mm-hmm. how would that not make you forget what you have to do in real life?
3: Well, Or a criminal. Why would they th- not then make the game about being a rock? Why not just have a rock star game? I mean, it, just, it seems like they spent a lot of extra development time making the cereal eating part of the game. <laughs> and I just I well, don't get – <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean you, the games don't teach you anything about yourself. Or about your experience of life,
2: the way that movies do. Okay. And oh that's the, God, are we really going to get into that uh, argument? Because well,
0: you, you, you didn't get any vicarious. in the back of my head. You didn't get any vicarious thrill through controlling a sim and trying to seduce all the neighbor ladies.
3: No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like the way he leaned in to point that out, and I'm with, I'm with Bruce there. Like, I, but I think that there are other sort of vicarious. For instance. It, it's that it's that ineffable charm we were talking about before, uh, even if I think that it's sort of a little silly to try to seduce all the neighbor ladies. It's really touching to have these little moments where your Sim family, you know, the father comes down and he fixes breakfast early in the morning because the mother's pregnant and she's been vomiting and the teenage girl is feeling neglected and the little boy is eager to get to school. I mean, those those moments are, are very touching. And I do get yep. something, you know, I'm not the head of a big family. I, I, I get something vicarious and mundane. From I think that, those moments are no other video eff- game gives me. I'm sorry, go ahead, Bruce.
3: I think those moments are extremely effable. First of all, second of all, uh, there's nothing ineffable about them. Second of all, um, I don't. I, I mean, I, I disagree. I mean, the, here's here's why I like to play games because I read something about whatever, uh, you know, the Peloponnesian War, and I want to get more involved in the idea of the Peloponnesian War. So I play some strategy game about the Peloponnesian War. I don't so much read about Cheerios and think, wow, I wish I could become more involved with the brand of Cheerios and all the things that it can do. And then like virtually like, you know, go through Cheerio manipulations. It just, it's just not the same thing. And I mean, games for me are sort of a way to get more involved in some kind of like imaginative discourse with myself. That's about but, it. That's about as your imagination as I can
2: doesn't, get. Doesn't your imagination doesn't bridge into anything that is remotely modern day real or going on around you? Like, Stuff that I could like, do.
3: No. Why wouldn't I just go? I can. Why wouldn't I just do it myself?
2: Because you're choosing to be a doctor. You're not choosing to go be a female lesbian rock star with a. I have no interest in female problem.
3: lesbian rock starism.
1: I don't believe that, by the way. First of all, I totally don't believe that. <laughs> I'm calling you on that. Yeah, don't, Tom, don't show any of the webcam stuff. Um, so, I, mean, I, do get, I totally get Bruce's perspective. And I, I, right, I, I mean, I, I, I've written,
0: I mean, I wrote uh, in that post I did in The Sims Mapping that, you know, the Sims really, audience breaks down to two pe- two groups. There are people who love it and people who just don't see the point.
3: Yeah, by the way, I'm not saying, and I know that, that, Troy, you, you have, you know, some relationships with people who, like, work on The Sims and stuff, and I'm not trying to be, like, say, oh, you know, you, oh, your game is stupid, your game is retarded. I mean, it, I just if, don't, it's just... If the game's totally, retarded,
0: say the game's retarded.
3: <laughs> uh, don't and worry about... It. just, you know, there's, I'm not trying to be, you know, because uh, I, I also hate that aspect of sort of video game commentary, which is right. that you just sort of, uh, uh, trash anything that you don't like as being somehow, you know, unworthy of, of your attention. I just, I just, I completely don't, it has, the game has so little appeal. I mean, it has zero appeal to me. Absolutely none. I mean, there's just, no I just way in which I would because, ever play the game.
2: Because, because, I mean, it is the best-selling PC game in history by, like, a decimal point, the, the franchise. I mean, like, by ridiculous You mean an mar- order of magnitude? Yeah, isn't that what I said? <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, so go ahead.
2: Um, so I I just find it I, I you know I find it interesting that you can be so incredibly dismissive of it that there's just nothing there that you can't even like relate to why other people would find
1: it engaging. I don't think he's saying that. I mean, we're we're giving him a hard time about his own personal his own predilection to to not be into The Sims. Uh, well, like he's Bruce, me a hard you're time not saying grammar, so. <laughs> <laughs> You totally understand, Bruce. For instance, like why I dig it, right? Like you, I, I, you can get that, no, right? You well, I can don't see think that we can
3: say on a family podcast why you dig it, but
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I don't think he's being dismissive as so much as saying it's absolutely not for him yeah. for the, the I'm role of dis- computer game. Yeah, I'm not it. trying to
3: dismiss it. I'm just I'm just trying to to convey the fact that I just completely don't have any interest in playing the game
1: at all. And I can also I have seen this firsthand because when Bruce and I did our tom versus bruce on this and the idea being uh you know that we play our sims to their natural death i don't think bruce could bear to make his sim get out of high school like i don't think he got any further than that before he just had enough
3: it was so pain i mean it really was really one of the the most painful what was another painful i don't there there were some painful games that you and i played tom but that game for me Was, I mean, I, I I remember every time I had to sit down and play the game, I was like, oh God, I don't, do I have to do that? (laughs) First it was like, okay, I'm going to play this game for an hour at a time. And then it was like, okay, 30 minutes at a time. (laughs) And then it was like, okay, I log on and then I, you know, or I, whatever, get on and do something. And then I'm like, I can't deal with this. And then I would quit. And it just, it just became, it became such a, such a, uh, a painful part of my day to home and have to play The Sims. Because I had to play for Tom versus Bruce, and you know we had to get through our premise, which was to play the sim from you know birth to death. Um, and uh, I just, I, I actually, I don't think I really even finished. I think at some point I was just like, you know what, forget it. You win and. Uh, I, I just can't play this anymore, and so we you know.
1: And I, that made I, it into the article, and that was fine because then the yeah. article became, and Tom versus Bruce was always open to this. It became sort of about why it didn't work for you, and that that was a totally valid approach. While I ended up telling the story of of my dude who sort of grew up right. and had children and died. Uh, right. Yeah, and it was a sort of a it it became I think one of the better Tom versus Bruces for showing how we had completely different perspectives on a game, uh, yeah. and that was yeah.
3: But also, I want to point out that because I don't like it and because it's so, uh, you know, such a bestseller, but yet I don't see the appeal, that makes me an intellectual.
1: Hey, wait a minute. I wanted that. <laughs> Damn, I'm the one that brought up the whole, like, shift in artwork. and the. Ugh. Damn. Uh, I find it one of the things that I've been most delighted with The Sims 3. Uh, I have a, a land party every week. A bunch of buddies come over, and we play generally shooters, RTSs, stuff like that. We goof around with Brock rock band, whatever. Uh, I've had a laptop set up in the dining room table with the Sims 3 running when they've come over, and a couple of them have created Sims, and it's it's been very gratifying to watch them take to it, to watch them sit there and make a Sim, and uh, basically, like, they, they haven't quite figured out things like how to speed up time or queue orders or how to... Min max at all, or even play efficiently, but it's been amusing and, and gratifying to watch them really take to just steering their little dude around, doing one thing at a time, uh, just sort of exploring around town. Uh, I, I just, I, it, it's nice to see someone. It's nice to see The Sims three through someone else's eyes. Uh, but I also want to point out, out long
3: that long. that uh, the other thing that you guys used to play in between right? games at
1: the shoot club was uh, Hobbits from What's wrong with Hobbit Stratego? That's a Rainer Kinesia game. How dare you? I'm
3: just saying that, you
1: know... How dare (laughs) you? (laughs) Well,
3: what is it about The
0: Sims that has this universal appeal? I mean, I think Bruce's opinions are not unusual, especially in the hardcore gaming crowd. That There's something about The Sims that is just not... It's not a game. It's not something they're interested in. It's too mundane, too boring, too normal. But still, as Julian points out, uh, it is the best-selling series ever. And, Tom, you say, in your experience, people are just drawn to it uh, at your LAN parties. So what is it about The Sims, the way it's been designed, be it one, two, or three, each of which have different emphases along the way, that has really been so magical? I mean, you know, it's hard to say, gee, why is this game such a success when there are other games that might be just as good that are failures. But The Sims well, is something special. I,
1: I have. I, I have. I want to use the word, I can't use the word ineffable, because then Bruce will jump on it again. Uh, but I, I think there is something to that. I mean it's really hard to express why is something so mundane so universal. And you know what? Maybe I, that answers the question. Maybe it's universal because it is mundane. I think, I'm I think sorry, go is, ahead, Julian.
2: I think it is very universal, but I think if if you had to say like what PC game has had more hours played than any other, my guess would be Microsoft Solitaire and that's basically what this is. This is a replacement for people sitting playing microsoft solitaire on their pcs right because it is it is you're playing against yourself you're playing on your own terms you can be as competitive or as non-competitive as you want um and it, it adds to that a level of escapism that i think most people are very comfortable with which is the minor escapism of imagining what it's like to be the guy next door with more money and a better job and a sexier wife and nicer kids I mean that's that's a universal kind of escapism, and not everybody sits around and thinks about what it would like, be, you know, what would it be like to be Frodo or Aragorn or, uh, you know, some guy in Mass Effect. I think that's that's more not the norm than just the average everyday daydreaming of sitting there in your backyard wondering what it would be like to have a bigger lawnmower. So I think it combines the sort of simplicity of playing solitaire, which you know is something. It's just, Everybody does uh, with with that kind of really basic everyday escapism.
1: I don't really get the solitaire uh, connection though, because I think of solitaire as a, a classic time waster with, without a narrative and with no real goal. I mean, you just sort of are sitting there clicking, uh, and I don't really see The Sims as being that at, at all. Yeah, I don't uh, see that
3: either. I mean, I, I, I watch people who play that in the hospital all the time, and it's you know it's, they're just doing it because they really have nothing to do yeah I,
2: I know a couple of non what I would call non gamers, um like my wife got got into the Sims for quite a while and um and I think her mom did, and a couple of our friends have played the Sims, and it's like they don't consider themselves game gamers at all, but they bought every Sims two expansion pack. um and for them, it really is solitaire. It's I'm waiting for something to cook on the stove. I go over to the laptop, I fire up my sim, I play for fifteen or twenty minutes. Uh, you know, maybe I'll be you know live dangerously and let it run autonomously for an hour while I do something. Come back and see what happened. Wow! And it, for them, it's it really hard- yeah, that's hardcore. <laughs> um, and and for them, I, my experience watching them is is really that it is just sort of like solitaire. It's something they do on the couch while they're watching TV. Yeah, the whole spectator part
0: of The Sims is interesting because I loaded up, but I loaded it up when I came back. Uh, I don't have a lot of room in my office, but my wife pulled up a chair so she could watch me drive my sim around, and she'd been playing yeah. it for days. But she wanted to, you know, see how things turned out, what kind of career I would pick, kind of funny hijinks he would get into. Um, I mean, and that's
1: I'm sorry, try go ahead. And there's there's there are very few games that are as spectator friendly as The Sims. And I think part of that, Troy, is, and this is, again, it totally, to me, gives light to the solitaire comparison, is The Sims is so narrative-driven. Yeah. I mean, it's all about what are you going to do next? I mean, it's all soap opera stuff and relationships and career and, uh, you know, what is what, what things are you going to buy? I mean, there's such a powerful narrative with The Sims, and I think that's the real emotional hook for the game. Uh, and it's something that when you're playing solitaire, it's just a time waster, but when you're playing Sims it really does have a powerful emotional hook that I think keeps oh, you going. Oh, sure. I mean, sure. Even if it's not
2: like, I don't disagree with that.
1: Okay, but so. even if it's not like a demanding... Like, you don't have to be completely invested. Like, Troy, you just... You reacted when Julia mentioned letting your sim run on autopilot. That horrifies me as well. I'm like, oh, my God, your sim might fritter time away, and it's a game about converting time to happiness points, and if it... It's on autopilot. It's going to screw up the it's efficiency. Chaos, of that. Equation. The terrorists win. Yeah. Why would you do that?
0: Yeah. That's what they but mean. That's, it, it's filling the unforgiving the minute with sixty seconds run. I mean, it's,
1: right, right, exactly. But that's been the funny thing about watching my friends play is that, you know I'll be in back here in the back room playing something and they come back and I'm like oh are you done with the Sims? And they'll say oh no they're they're doing fine they're in there doing their own thing and people are totally <laughs> okay with that if they think of it as a narrative driven game what's right. going to happen is going to happen and sometimes. It can have this sort of uh, deist model where you reach in like the finger of God and you, you direct your Sim to do something, but otherwise it's fine to sort of be on its own. Uh, that's sort of like sea monkeys. Uh, a, a sea monkey approach is very good, Bruce, but I don't think anyone under, what, 30 is going to know what that is. Are there sea oh, monkeys Oh, my still? kids
2: totally know what sea monkeys are. Oh, they do? Wow, I'm out of touch oh, with Oh, yeah. Sea monkeys are back. Sea monkeys okay. are big. Sea monkeys oh, yeah, are Sims back.
1: are the new sea monkeys. Actually, does that sell it to you, Bruce? Like The Sims is the new Sea Monkeys?
3: No, I would rather have Sea Monkeys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh,
1: so a quick plug, too, uh, on Quarter to Three, this this forum that I run, there's a fellow named Robin Birkinshaw who posts as Roe Berkey, uh, and he's been doing uh, this amazing sort of soap opera uh, of Sims characters where he's created a vagrant and the vagrant's daughter and instead of putting them in a house because when you create Sims you put them in what's called a lot and on the lot you build a house. Instead of building them on a, in a, putting them in a house he's put them on an empty lot uh, and it's just a reminder of this, these gameplay systems and what powerful narratives they create. And he's a very clever writer as well. And he's done a great job taking screenshots.
0: Yeah. I'm going to be thinking uh, directly, uh, to his first post in that thread, uh, at the bottom of this podcast on flash of seal. I highly recommend it. He's taken some amazing screenshots.
1: And what's surprising is that I've, I've been doing these game diaries on <laughs> fidget about the Sims too, which is sort of more about the, the mechanics of how the game plays and, and whatnot. Uh, but i cannot bear to bring myself to the, the the sort of sadistic things that he's doing in that in his series he's got this adorable little girl with a teddy bear who can't get a meal uh i mean it's downright dickensian uh what he's doing and i just i i would i want to i feel so protective of this little girl in this story so much so that i emailed him and i said please 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 upload alice that's her name to your account, so that I can download her into my city, and look for her, her, and befriend her and feed her. So now I've, <laughs> I've met Alice. I've taken, I'm taking. i you know. I've, I'm happy to see uh, her mood is better. Yeah, in a parallel dimension, but in his world. Even you know, though
3: most, even though I'm a doctor, I don't want to make a medical judgment. But I think you both have serious psychological problems.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why <laughs> I'm feeling protective. I'm doing the right thing. You definitely should. Uh, Look at this, this Robin right. Birkenshaw fellow. He's, he's isn't, sitting, isn't Moral
2: Choices what games are all supposed to be about now? I mean, haven't we been being fed that by the developers for the last no, two weeks? No, they're years? supposed to be about Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: uh, <laughs> there we have it. Games sh- Next week, games about Nazis. <laughs> uh, I don't think you can be a Nazi in The Sims. I don't think that's a career choice. I could be wrong. Uh,
3: uh, by the way, yeah. Anyway, there's a there was. The, do you remember when we played the original Sims, Tom, with uh, Chet and Eric?
1: Oh, that's right. And you didn't. Were you the one who named your fella or was that Eric? After it wasn't Goebbels, was it, or was it just a general in the some general? I think it was Eric. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. So that that was the Nazi in the Sims Online, wasn't it? Yeah, that was one of Eric's early attempts at, uh, at griefing. He he made a character named after a, a Nazi general and ran around in the Sims Online. Uh yeah, those were the days. I don't think you can do that though. Uh I don't
0: think The Sims Online even still operating?
1: That's a good question. God, I would hope not. I don't know. God, I do you, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? You can have a military career in yeah. the Sims. So I wonder you could make a Sim named uh you know Probably Edwin Rommel yeah. and embark on a military career. Yeah. Did you just maybe say maybe Edwin did you just say Edwin Rommel? What's Rommel's first name? I don't know. I don't I try to steer clear of knowing too much about Nazis. What's Rommel's first name? Edgar? Isn't it Ed something? Not Ernie. Erwin. Cool. It's not Ernie. I'm gonna Google this because you guys are now making fun of me and I don't even know what the right answer is.
3: <laughs> you're supposed to Google you're supposed to Google open city and you never did.
1: Open City. A game like The Sims three, that's what it says. Erwin uh, Rommel. There you go. What did I say? Edwin. Well you I were meant close. Irwin. Erwin, pretty close.
2: But the Sims Online closed in August. I can't believe it last August.
1: Just August 1st, 2008. Wow. That's scary so
3: serious.
1: What do you guys? So there is a Sims Online of sorts and it's all about micropayments. It's all about EA selling God. hairstyles yeah. and clothes and you can buy it. Right. You can buy a Prius. Bruce, you would you cuz Bruce, you care so much about your ecological footprint, you'd be interested to know. You can buy for real money. I think it's like 3 bucks or whatever, a Prius for your sim to drive. Doesn't that make you want to play? No, but don't you have no, to also it, it have actually, the money in the game to buy the car? I imagine you do, but it won't be in the game unless you pay real money. Right, right. Uh, can you so buy Bruce, can you can could you do your money part. in
3: the game and get a real Prius?
2: <laughs> That'd be like Is a Magic would... the Gathering online trade-in system. Like, if you earn enough money in-game, you could swap it for a real one. Yeah, that's <laughs> what i would like. I'm assuming here's a
3: here's a serious point. And I would actually I would actually pay for this. Like for example, if if I would if you want branding, here's what I want. I want to be able to play Jay Z. Is
1: that a, is that a sports guy or a rap star? That's a rap star, isn't it? Hip hop.
3: So if I could have a Jay Z character and have like Jay Z branded stuff, I would play.
2: I'll
1: so bet I, you I, you I can. If not Jay
2: Z, somebody similar.
3: Well, I but I want Jay Z. So could they are obviously need to crank up the marketing machine to you know, get things that are hit for the kids of today.
2: <laughs>
0: and the old men of yesterday. <laughs> uh, but we totally make it Jay-Z, yeah. I do want to talk about this uh, downloadable content model. It really strikes me. They've been doing this for a while. This isn't the first time that they've had uh, an EA shop where you could buy new stuff for The Sims. They do seem to be pushing this or putting at least more content online earlier more regularly updated until we get you know, the inevitable first expansion or content pack uh, in the fall. Uh, and there's been a lot of concern uh, on some forums about um, this just being one micropayment after another and eating up millions and millions of dollars. We all know how EA hates to eat up millions and millions of dollars.
1: <laughs> right. And it looks pretty crass, too, when you're going through looking at this stuff. I mean, it's just... It's just appealing to people for whom The Sims is... uh a dollhouse. It, It's what?
2: A dollhouse. It's appealing to people for whom right. The
1: Sims is a dollhouse. If you want to dress up your Sim in different outfits and different hairstyles. And yeah, like there's very little actual gameplay. Right. And I guess that's good. Uh I mean, I guess I'd probably... You know what? I'd be whinging a lot louder if oh, there God. were gameplay... <laughs> If there were gameplay implications
0: <laughs> right i don 't know if it's just you know one more you know new dress or um, a new car I guess then it's really it 's very optional you don 't get a whole lot of benefits for buying it, but it still strikes me as you know something a little bit
1: off but i 've always felt that way with micro payments so was just kind of wrong of me, but so have you guys spent your free one thousand
0: points yet I have not I think my wife would have spent might have spent them.
1: Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> your your wife spent your SIM money. Well, uh-huh.
0: She, she installed the the game is registered to her account. So ah, uh-huh.
2: okay. I I'm assuming uh maybe I can download it again. So yeah. I'm assuming. Now, Julian, have you bought anything? No, I have not. I haven't even figured out how to get the free town that you got. Oh, but, it's I an mean, awesome town. You should totally I get downloaded that. it, but I I haven't it doesn't show up in game. I have spent zero time trying to figure it out. I, well, I have your- poked around the store, however, to look at various things that I might buy with my SIM points. Um, and and what I'm actually surprised by is how little co-branding there is. I mean, other than the Prius, like, you can't go buy a Sony television, which just, I mean, what? Uh, are, where are these people, like, spending their time? I mean, isn't that the whole point of these things, to do co-branding? Well, especially since co-branding was a big part of EA's strategy uh, for sims 2
0: later on in its development the whole hmv pack
1: right absolutely and they used Um, to have mcdonald's uh food carts too yes i think in the sims online i don't know if that made it into single-player games uh so yeah there's no but i'm sure we will see that i would be surprised if we didn't wasn't wasn't there even ikea branding maybe making that
0: there was was an ikea
3: expansion
1: yeah that was that was pack. is
3: is Uh, that stuff still going
1: for the Sims 2. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, but it's Sims not 3. introduced in the Sims 3 yet. That's kind but of I'll odd. bet you dollars to donuts we, we will see it. Uh, so
3: wait, so wait wait, you would bet me dollars but if you lost or you would pay me dollars but I would if I lost I would pay you donuts.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so that's basically because a donut these days is like 60 cents. That's basically like a well you you can do the math. Like what do you that's like a ratio of 60 to 100. Uh, yeah, it's a good return for you, Bruce. I would say I would advise you if I was your like investment advisor, I would say go for that that okay. deal yeah so, uh uh so i've I haven't spent my money yet, partly because so when you when you buy the game you get a thousand free points, you get the the river town for free, and Julian, what happens is you just download it, and then from the sims launcher, there's a tab to look at stuff you've downloaded on that tab you then have to tell it to install into the game um uh, okay. So I haven't spent my points yet because I keep thinking there's going to be something better with like more gameplay implications coming along later. I'm sort of reluctant because I am not about to put another a dime into this just on principle. I'm not going to pay those jerks a dime for this micropayment stuff. I mean, I hate that. Uh, so I'm sitting on my free, it's, you know, a thousand points, ten dollars worth of points. I'm sitting on that until something with gameplay implications comes along and I, I don't know how long that's going to take. doesn't
2: pay. actually say that I have a thousand points. Maybe I'm you have to do EA. Maybe, hey, maybe my wife spent yours too. That's
1: possible. <laughs> EA is notorious, Julian, about asking you to like register and put in your yeah. info. So you're gonna have to like go to somewhere on the site, type oh in your CD God. key, give them your social security oh number, God. all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, it's a chore. Plus, I downloaded it instead of buying a box, so I'm doomed. So you don't need the disc in the drive. Ugh oh, you got it. you got off easy. I never buy anything with a disc. I, I, I had to get this 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 Dominion's three game came with an actual disc and this monstrous manual, amazing. And I actually that? had to go figure out where I kept my computer, which is like in four rooms away in my house. I haven't seen it in months.
1: Wow. Figure out where you kept your computer?
2: Yeah, I keep my computer on the other side of the house with big long video cables because I don't like I like having a nice silent space to play games.
3: You're like a PC gaming heretic.
2: I am. It's like, I literally, I haven't turned it off. Wait, why are you on this podcast?
1: <laughs> uh, there's a Magic the Gathering game coming out for Xbox Live Arcade next week, and I think Julian, that's why he's here with us.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, excited. we we, we got to play that. Is
2: it already?
3: It's not
1: By the way, way, Julian, you need to read that
3: Dominion's 3 manual cover to cover.
2: I'm I'm on, like, chapter 4 or 5, and I have to say, whatever whoever wrote it did a pretty good job. Hmm, not bad. Yeah. We'll, Even we'll a little have bit of narrative flow in it, a little humor.
1: Yeah. I'll we'll contact them. Let them know.
2: A very little humor.
1: <laughs> uh, right. I had to make a, a quick correction. Earlier on the podcast, I said that when you pick a trait, every trait has an associated lifetime aspiration. I just mm-hmm. tested it. That is incorrect. So I am back to thinking that there is no incentive whatsoever to give your sim a negative trait.
3: Now, can I just so, ask you, did EA, like, call you? While we were on the podcast, and like
1: clarify that for you. No, my one of the interns. Don't you get the interns coming in to sort of because they they um, aren't they like fact checking? They're stuff listening, hovering over your every word. Yeah, you know, I like got Tony I've got a with the, like the, uh, at, the e- you know. at at E3 it was crazy. Him and his entourage. They're interns. They're not an entourage. Yeah. You know, they're they're doing it for college yeah. credit. You call so. them and
0: you call them interns. We know what they are. Awesome. <laughs> There'll be a link to a brand at the
3: bottom it. of this podcast.
0: There will be a link to apply to be an intern for Tom at the bottom of this podcast. <laughs> All right. Anything left to say, guys?
2: Uh, don't buy Don't buy The Sims Three for your iPhone. Don't buy. Yeah. Sims 3 so
1: everyone, let's let's have a quick rundown. Except for Bruce, uh, who is your Sim? What's he doing? Where are they in life? Troy, what what do you got going in The Sims Three? Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Or my. Your dude. Yeah.
0: Bachelor number one, uh, Morris Windsor is on the medical track. He mm-hmm. has a very small house, uh, has big problems with being cranky in the mornings because his bed isn't very good, and he likes to be out and about town. He's made all of his friends, met all, there's lots of good friends at work, only a couple of friends who aren't at work because he spends so much time there. Not sure why doctors are working all the time. They have the easiest life. <laughs> uh, but he's... Listening to you he's a he's a he's a nice guy he's got handy skills
1: loves chess and crossword puzzles so let me ask you troy are you just doing so you're just doing a household with one person correct
0: I'm starting with one person and then I'm going okay. to uh you know court a young lady marry her I've on the slow aging
2: oh I, that's cheating you moved that so slider you're
0: cheating no i i just I just oh, like
1: you're staying in this totally age totally cheating room. That's that is one hundred percent cheating why is that troy. cheating? Cause you're oh. suppo- you can't ugh, Troy, that's like moving the slider in a shooter to like easy or novice level in an RTS or something. That's for other people. You're I'm, not supposed to do that. You should I'm be above novice. that.
3: Do you, do you want me to make the phone call, or do you guys want to make the phone call?
1: You go ahead and make it. Yeah, we're, we're turning you in, Troy. I'm dead. So that's my guy. <laughs> What's your Julian, guy? what do you got going? <laughs>
2: uh, my my. I'm not going to say what my Sim's name is. It's Annie something or other. Annie Oakley, I think. Something completely unoriginal. Uh, and she is uh, midlife. She's been through uh, two two birthdays, I think. And uh, she is working. Did on you actually doing... throw parties?
1: What? Did you actually throw birthday parties during the transition? I threw
2: one birthday party. I let the other one just slide by. Okay. Um, having problems with the whole social system. It's not working for me for this reason. I'm not. I'm not feeling it. Uh, but she's she's uh, like. Are saying seven. that as,
1: as Julian Murdoch or as Annie Oakley?
2: As Annie Oakley, uh, okay. and level seven guitar, level five charisma, and uh, you know soon to be the next rock sensation. And again, just a single, uh, sin? Is that how single, uh, single heterosexual, well behaved, otherwise fairly boring.
1: Likes okay. fishing. Okay. Ah, how's fishing working out? Are you liking Not that? Very, I don't. Uh, it's boring. Fishing really does feel like something they put in because other games have it. I mean, it, yeah.
2: Really? I actually wanted wow fishing. It seemed like wow fishing would be better. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, cool- the Sims keeps telling me you should go fishing now that you know how to make sushi. Well,
1: it's really funny. It does <laughs> the, those little you those should. little the little sub goals really do seem partly designed to push you to expose yourself to the different little things they've put in the game. It's like, hey, you should try feature A. Now try feature B. Even if it has no bearing on what your sim wants to do, I think. So, uh, the coolest thing I got out of fishing was a, a garden gnome. Uh, you know, one of those little tiny, like those a little weird statues. Gnome? Yeah, like fishing, you normally just get a random fish. Well, fish appear and diff- different types of fish appear in different types of places that you can use them in, in cooking recipes. You can use them to fertilize gardens. But at one point, my Sim, you know, cast his, you know, me trying to talk actual fishing terms is going to sound like me trying to talk sports. He cast his lure or whatever, and when he came back, he got a, a garden gnome, a little statue, plucked it out of a lake. And then uh, put and it in your garden. Yeah, put it in a garden. You can name it. You can kick it. I don't know what that does. Does it come alive at night? You know what? I don't know. I look at it at night, and it's it, it, it's creepy looking. It's it's a little weird. Uh, That's a garden, though. So, yeah, and I named him after the killer in uh, No Country for Old Men, so he's sitting out there <laughs> watching my garden. Uh, so I, I was asking you guys about single sims just because I've started my my sim who's right up against the age where he will die. So, any day he could die, but he recently got married. The woman he married had two siblings. uh they just had a baby. I had a weird situation where a ghost is now living with us as a family member. So, I went from playing one sim to <coughs> playing a household with six sims in it. Wow, uh, and it becomes a completely <coughs> different kind of game. The pacing is completely different. I mean, the Sims has always kind of been like that. It's relatively easy to run you know one a bachelor living alone very career-oriented, but once you get multiple Sims in a household, it just becomes a completely different kind of game. Well,
0: that's where the real autopilot stuff comes in, when you can't manage everything, and someone's going to run off and make a mess.
1: Uh, and even then, though, you try to. It's like, pause, okay, see what everybody's doing, okay, what does he oh, need yeah, to do? I never pause. What? It's, pause is cheating. No, it's not. <laughs> it's a plausible RTS. Pause is cheating. It's totally like... Ugh, it's, it's totally like like Rise of Nations. It's pausable, give orders, cue orders. Is, is pausing cheating in Rise of Nations, Troy? Yes. What? No, we have to make another phone call. I can't, yeah, that's it, Troy. You're off the podcast. Can we kick Troy off? Like a board of directors, <laughs> like get a two-thirds vote? You
0: can go and start your own. Four <laughs> moves behind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what are we doing next nice. week?
0: Next, we are yeah, talking about documentation and manuals in strategy games. Well, gaming in, in gaming in general, but especially in strategy games, what's necessary? Have manuals gone in decline? What are some good examples and bad examples? And why did and this furthermore, come with a crappy pamphlet?
1: And furthermore, we will all four, because actually there are four manual writers here, because, Troy, you've sort of done a manual, too. All four of us will be able to talk about it from the perspective of a gamer and someone who provides the documentation within a game. So there you go. How's that I, for I wrote a manual. You did some work on a, a Civ uh, anthology, I believe. That that counts as documentation. I would call it documentation. It's mostly just a history and an interview, but okay. That's documentation. I'm calling it documentation. All Don't right. make me make another phone call. You just want me to feel included, and that's very nice of you. <laughs> but it's true. You've totally seen the other side. I have how, seen the like, other side. How materials get put together. So yeah. yeah.
0: Say goodnight, guys. Good
2: night,
1: guys. Good night,
0: everyone. Oh dear.
1: Music up in the headphones Tim you can go and brush your shoulder off